0: Hello and welcome to another episode of These Little Moments Podcast. I'm your host, your online health and wellness coach, Ryan Kassem, and I have another great episode for you today. This one featuring Beth Varacco from Beth Varacco Fitness and the gosh dang theme from this podcast is we can do hard things um beth is a health coach online health coach and and personal trainer um and we really divulge into her story her story is absolutely amazing we talk about her years of alcoholism and how she got clean and her major aha moment, which is going to really blow your mind away. Um, Beth is an amazing person, amazing coach, so make sure you check her out. I will include all her information in the show notes. And if you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to leave a five-star review. And I really hope you enjoyed the episode. So I'll see you in there. I started once you took a bite of that cheese. (laughs)
1: Got my cheese. Is
2: that
0: Maine cheese?
1: It's like a habit cheddar or something.
0: Okay. Not not freshly sourced from the main main farms. It
1: was um it was in well Hunter he has a new gym now and the gym has um like a coffee this is where I got the coffee in the smoothie and they had this protein pack it's already gone but after (laughs) my workout because he's my he's coaching me now which is cool is he really um, I got two boiled eggs yeah
0: that's amazing yeah.
1: I know he's coaching me and he's also like kind of like my assistant he's helping me with all my back office stuff
0: wow I'm
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the have like kind of turned it's really awesome because I, I need help yeah and he's like I'll do whatever I can to help you so it's pretty cool to have someone I mean, he's the one that like really like got me started um, becoming yeah. a coach. And I interned for him, and then coached for him for like four, close to five years. Yeah. And then ventured out on my own, and now he's like so he's really cool. He's a, he's, a, he's such a good guy.
0: He's and I remember so first first off, hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Beth and I are eating cheese and watermelon. <laughs> so uh good start Hi, for us.
2: <laughs> but
0: uh I remember, um, so for those who don't know who I'm talking to, I'm talking to Beth Farocco, um from, from Beth Faraco Fitness, and uh we are <laughs> we are uh talking about her former former boss slash co-worker hunter and I remember I remember you telling me that he he basically gave you like he he kind of took a shot on you right because you were you had started at a gym and there was like a little backlash when you started working there right in terms of like people thinking like you didn't have what it took I don't want to take the words out of your mouth but
1: that was that was his gym that. Yeah. so when um i started interning there was these two girls two coaches that worked there and mm-hmm. they didn't want they did not want me to coach right they didn't think that i was whatever i mean i did i started i was starting from ground zero basically and yeah they made it very difficult um they were supposed to help be helping me and yeah all they, did, they would come come to my classes and um you know Tell me that I'm demoing things wrong in front of people that were coming there. I just, just was very uncomfortable and it made me almost quit, basically. But um mm-hmm. anyway, they didn't they ended up not working there anymore and mm-hmm. I stayed.
0: Yeah. Look at so. that though. Does that then I, I love that uh that's probably like a little chip on your shoulder too, to be like, huh? <laughs> like, look where I'm at now. Right. Pretty awesome.
1: <laughs> it could have definitely went. A different way because you know it was to the point where I was like I don't even know I don't want to be here like this is just like very animal.
2: yeah
0: well I so. feel like I think I feel like that's a great theme to your life though where it's like you face resistance in some manner and like you're at the borderline of like you know crossroads right yeah. and you've always chosen the crossroad that's kind of taking you to like a better path right mm-hmm which is pretty amazing. So before I start telling your story, why don't you introduce yourself for everyone um, so they can get to know you a little bit.
1: Uh, let's see. My name is Beth Farako. I have a one-on-one just like Ryan coaching business, mm-hmm. um, nutrition and strength training. Um, I'm a mom and a wife. And I don't know what else, what else? What else? Should... <laughs> that <was perfect>. um... <laughs> <laughs> so Beth and
0: I, we, we met through inner circle,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Jordan side's inner circle. Um, and then, yeah. So we met officially first time in New York city
2: yeah.
0: at a seminar. Um, learning, you know, from Jordan and, and uh, Joe DeFranco. And then we met again in uh, Austin, Texas, uh, mm-hmm. going to another inner circle seminar. Um, and then, shortly after that I coached you for a little bit um which was really cool and it's really cool to see where you're at now um because you're at the time you were kind of struggling with um like you had always kind of been like a deficit type of lifestyle right
1: yeah yeah like scared to eat more type thing Mm -hmm.
0: how's Mm -hmm. how's um how's that been so like so far like your relationship with all that
1: I'm like, at basically 2000 calories right now. Let's go. Yeah. Consistently. And actually, um, Jody Walker, I think it's Jody Walker. She's been helping me. Um, mm-hmm. cause I'm like, I really need to find my true, true maintenance. And yeah. I have always, you know, I wasn't eating 1,450 calories, but I still never pushed myself. Yeah. Um, so in May I asked her, I was like, okay, can you help me, you know, mm-hmm. figure out instead of me just blue balling it here? <laughs> what a great let's, let's, <laughs> i don't even know where that came from but
2: <laughs>
1: you know me um <laughs> uh so i've i'm at like 1960 basically and and up awesome. to like sometimes 2,000 2,100 but um yeah. and, and still going and i'm maintaining still so i'm let's still not really
2: at my maintenance I don't think
1: Mm -hmm. my measurements have been going down still let's go yeah
0: that's awesome and I think and I always love that too because I remember when we were coaching for a little bit that was like a big obstacle for you in terms of like uh because you had been like a trying to like almost yo-yoing right for for a little while and you had been in a deficit for a while um so it was a big thing to kind of reverse diet you a little bit to try to take you towards maintenance um Cause your, your goals are surrounded by like strength and, and feeling good and, and being healthy. Yeah. um. So that was, that was, that's super cool. I'm, I'm really happy that you, you've made like such a huge transition. That's yeah. amazing.
1: It's, it's huge. And it's like, I think people don't realize that we as coaches struggle too. Mm-hmm. Same thing that, that everyone else does.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And usually, I mean, often, I mean, speaking for myself, like I'll pull from my own experience, you know, to help like empathize or with with clients too. You know, like I I don't know about you, but I used to be like a binge eater type person. And weekends, I would have cheat cheat days on the weekends and and all that stuff too. um yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Um. So, can you can because you have a really um cool story, and also I'm all over the place right now. But also, you're <laughs> from you were were you born in Bridgeport?
1: Yes.
0: So Bridgeport, I love I love that too, because that's where I was born. I was born in Bridgeport. Um, and I lived in Monroe um, my whole life.
1: Yeah, I was... lived in Bridgeport, Connecticut till I was 16. Wow. So I went to Notre Dame High School. I don't know if you know, you're familiar with right, Notre Dame. Of course I know Dame Notre Dame, yep.
2: yep. Yep.
1: Um, and Assumption was my like grade school. Mm-hmm. Assumption in Fairfield. Yep. Um, so yeah. I love so, that fellow Connecticut
0: <laughs> a little 203 um, but can you you have a really interesting story obviously um, I think for those who don't know you 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 struggle a little bit in your life with with alcoholism and all that mm-hmm. um, can you kind of touch on on like your early journey through through that and then you know and how it impacted your, your nutrition your fitness all that too?
1: Yeah and like uh, on Saturday I'll be six years without alcohol so
0: that's amazing
1: the perfect time to talk about it yeah. um i think you you know it really started when i had a lot of tragic things happen like in my senior year of high school mm-hmm. um i had one friend kill himself at a party i was at shot himself sure. in the head yeah um and then six months later my friend adam got in a car accident and broke all the bones in his body um huh. he didn't pass away right away but they they ended up like clogging his arteries from so much marrow. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and then six months later, my dad passed away like four days before graduation from high school. Wow. Uh, it was, it was, uh, that was sudden. So all these, you know, I so young, I just didn't know how to deal. That's so much grief. Um, a
2: lot.
1: so I just left home and just traveled. And that's kind of when my, the drinking started. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just continued through the years. I would, then I became like, I was bartending in LA. Um, you know, I t- basically took my bartending, like party LA life into yeah. my, my family mom life.
2: Right.
1: Not a good combo.
2: Right.
1: So, um, and actually today is the day that everything pretty much is when everything changed. August 17th. is actually my nine year wedding anniversary. But, um, when I decided to quit drinking six years ago today, I was Mm -hmm. driving home from, um, basically like a family picnic with Mm -hmm. my kids, both kids in the car. And Mm -hmm. I had like probably a bottle of wine. I made it home, Mm -hmm. but I blacked out and don't remember my own anniversary. And, uh, and woke up the next day was like okay i need to do something about it
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then 4 days later i walked into an aa meeting and went every day for a year wow
2: that's
0: so. amazing wow
1: that's, that's how it started yeah
0: jeez louise that's crazy and and so that was that was kind of like your click moment you'd
2: say
1: yeah yeah 6 years ago today was my click moment for sure yeah it was if i don't do something about this i'm going to kill somebody like one of my one of my kids or myself mm-hmm. or somebody else
2: right that's
1: right. It, it really scared the shit out of me i mean i can start crying like thinking about it cuz it's, yeah you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's like i mean i think a lot of people have those moments in their life where if anytime anytime you look back on it it's very uh those moments almost never heal but mm-hmm. it's almost it's always a, I feel like it's always a good thing to, to kind of look back from time to time um, just to sort of appreciate where you are now. Yeah. Right. And I, and that's exactly what you're doing this month. I know you have the 5k a day challenge right now um, yeah. leading up to it. Um, so I think that in a way that's exactly what you're doing, right? You're, you're almost honoring this aha moment yeah. where, you know, you were at your most vulnerable and quote unquote weakest. And now you're making that, vulnerable moment your strongest moment yeah which is amazing which is absolutely amazing which is again I think that's why you're such an amazing coach because you've essentially had your own version of rock bottom and it's helped you empathize you know create so much empathy with your clients you know and to to really be like listen I get it (laughs) you know I, I get like these aha moments and I get like that you might feel like you're at your lowest and you know i think that's what helps make you a tremendous coach
1: yeah
0: um of course um so can you can you kind of touch on um a little bit <laughs> about you know your 5k a day challenge right now
1: yeah so i started this like three years ago um i decided you know i'm going to celebrate Um, my sobriety by doing a 5k a day. And that at the time I was like running and I was, I was running every day. Um, Mm -hmm. But this time it's a little different because I don't run as much as I used to like running for me before was almost, um, I don't even know the the word, like a scapegoat. Like Mm. when I quit drinking, I went straight to running Mm. all the time the point where I got shin splints, plantar fasciitis. I mean, mm-hmm. I I did like, I climbed Mount Gantaden and then the next weekend I did a half marathon. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was definitely not a healthy relationship with exercise. Get your um, body
0: moving there, buddy.
1: <laughs> but um, I looked at it as like quitting drinking was probably the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. So mm-hmm. I was looking for something that was just as hard to yeah. focus on, mm-hmm. um, if that makes sense and yep. running was hard but it also it just made me just want to keep going and it, it kind of kept me focused yeah. uh, on something else other than like wanting to drink yeah um uh, so i started a challenge with, you know i'm going to run 5k a day um and then um you know ask people if they want to join basically mm-hmm. doing it because i can and i know like a lot of people um don't get a chance yeah um a lot of people have lost their battle with addiction so it's just kind of like bringing mm-hmm. awareness to it
0: yeah absolutely and i, I yeah. think it's and i i think it's important too to touch on um because i i've I used to do the same exact thing i used to use uh exercises therapy type deal um and for you it had a physical uh impact where you started your body started to break down a little bit right yeah. um but in that moment and then i always like you know, we all have at our extremes and our extremes sometimes are what kind of pull us out of our extremes in a way.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but that I was the same way. I, I had uh, I had years and years of like anxiety and depression I didn't deal with until like it got to the point where the gym no longer served me for any of that. Um, yeah. And you kind of just get you, like and that's kind of like your moment where you're like, this is just a distraction. You know, think <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What, so what was kind of like that transition out of, uh, you know, using that as a distraction, how, how does your relationship with exercise look now? And and what was kind of like that transition to having a better relationship with exercise?
1: I think what happened was last, um, last summer I got Lyme disease, like Mm. within, I think it was like the end of July, like the beginning of August when I start was starting this challenge and I was, I was still running. And I was going to run, but -hmm. then I got Lyme and Lyme kind of threw me for a loop. And I basically maybe have run in the past year, since then about 10 times. So going from, you know, it knocked me down and it really made me think. For some reason it kind of like changed my running and my exercise thing. Um, and then also like eating more food and just just kind of like it all tied in together. Mm-hmm. Realizing I don't need to run myself into the ground. A, yeah, and I can still eat more and not run myself into the ground. Yeah, it, it all kind of tied in. And I don't really know if there was like a defining moment besides yeah. like getting lot Ly- getting lime and, and not running anymore. Yeah, um, and still keeping my physique and everything else.
0: Yeah. And again, I think it's like you like you were presented with this moment where you're like, well, now I have to uh, sort of, you know, figure out where to go from here. It's like, again, you had like you had like a again. And I I love this, too. It's where you literally had to face a challenge and be like, where do I go from here? And again, (laughs) (laughs) Miss Beth (laughs) chose a path that has like this low led you to a better relationship with food, better relationship with exercise. Yeah, like you're in maintenance, eating more calories than you ever have, like, that's amazing. That's absolutely yeah. amazing. So like, I think anybody listening to this, it's so easy to kind of get caught up in the lows, right? Mm-hmm. Almost like victim. Um, yeah. But like, you're a great example of like, when you face a low, you have you have a choice, right? Right. And that's absolutely amazing. Um, So I think most people... When they think of you, they probably think of uh miss no bullshit, Miss, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you like it is, whether you want to hear it or not. Um, how would how would you kind of describe like your 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 coaching style? Um, and where do you think that kind of derived from?
1: Um I, my own bullshit.
2: <laughs> nice. Right? I yeah. mean,
1: I just think that I put up with my own bullshit that now it, you just get sick of it and it's like you have to come to terms and get real honest with yourself. And I think that's mm. the problem with a lot of people is we're just not honest with myself or mm. ourselves. Um, and that's the hardest thing to be is to really admit that you're the one holding your back from your own fucking, from your own shit. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, but I have also like, I have a lot of, you know, there's a lot of empathy and mm-hmm. I understand, but also there's a lot of excuses and it's yep. like, I see a lot of myself in a lot of the people that I help. Mm-hmm. Um, I could, I could pull something from, you know, and I just think that there's so much crap out there that you have to just, you know, be straightforward. There's no yeah. cutting around, beating around the bush. It's like, yeah. I can sit there and like coddle you, or I can be like, you know, you know, go a different route.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I, th- I think that's so true. And I think that's why a lot of, I mean, I know that's why a lot of people appreciate you and, and kind of like the way you present straightforward information is because you don't hold anything back. Like there's no punches there (laughs) and it's kind of like what you see is what you get. So I think, you know, your authenticity um, and the way you present information is really what, you know, brings a lot of people to you um, to learn. And I, (laughs) I, 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 I love like the no bullshit approach and I, and, you know, same, I, you know, I love that you said that too. It's like your own bullshit has led you to create a no
2: bullshit. Approach. For real, right?
0: <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> um, and I get, you know, I think that's, yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, my, my own excuses or uh, for any reason that I, like if I, you know, tried to find, you know, supplements or a shortcut to try to get me anywhere, you know, that mm-hmm. uh, for the same reason, um, that's amazing. What, uh, what would you say is kind of, um, the most reoccurring thing you'll see in, in a client or somebody who's struggling with weight loss?
1: Um, I see a lot of self-sabotage, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of, uh, a lot of things with the scale. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the scale is number one. And, um, I think a lot of people do not believe in their ability to succeed completely, Um, and that holds them back. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they feel they're not worthy of being successful and Mm -hmm. they don't even realize it.
0: Yeah. That's so true. I I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I made this kind of example the other day when I was, I was doing a podcast, but it's, it's kind of like, you know, if you picture like a rope and the rope is like your weight loss journey or whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever journey you're on. Um, and each, each knot in that rope is sort of like, um, a self-worth issue or emotional eating or, you know, anxiety, depression, or some, some sort of challenge. Right. Um, and the only way you're going to get to the bottom of the rope is if you deal with each of these knots. Right. Right. So, um, I think that's so true. I think a lot of, a lot of people tie up their self-worth and, you know, their own values with, their weight or their fat loss. Um yeah. even though the two are like inherently sort of non-related, right? Like your weight loss has nothing to do with the kind of person you are. Right. right. Um yeah. so I love that you said that. That's so, true. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. so
1: true. And a lot of people I think um don't know how to feel. Mm. They're afraid to feel sad they're afraid to feel angry. They're afraid to like, it's like, so they mask it with food. And like, mm-hmm. that was me masking it with alcohol. Yeah. Um, I didn't have to feel it's like, no, but we're supposed to feel we're humans. We're, it's okay to be sad and cry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? There's like nothing that food, food will do or whatever, help you for the, the second that you're in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. Just like alcohol will, you'll, you know, blackout for that day, but you're still yeah. going to be sad the next day. So what right. you're going to keep keep feeding or keep drinking um, until you actually deal with what's going on
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, up there. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I, I mean, any anything, right? Like whether it's alcohol, whether it's food, um, you know, mm-hmm. I, the the inability to deal with deal with your bullshit, right? is what's causing what's what is what's inhibiting your ability to to lose weight or maintain or just be like any sort of health right like epidemiology which is so true And, and um you know I love I love uh that I love that emotional component and psychological component is being more talked about um in in like the fitness realm yeah Right. Cause I'm sure, what was it like when, when you were growing up in terms of like the fitness journeys and, and all like nutrition, what was it? What was like that kind of atmosphere? Like,
1: I don't like mental health was never really, I don't even think talked about. I mean, mm. I, I, I think now I'm recognizing more and more like it's getting, the fitness industry is getting better at that mm-hmm. um, because a lot of people aren't putting up with the bullshit anymore. I right. think we've turned a corner in that aspect and a lot of people need to realize that um, like a lot of our issues are because of our mental health. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was kind of that. Like, don't you feel like it was like kind of like shunned upon to like, I know when I grew up with like, don't, why are you crying? Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, stop crying right now. There's no reason to cry. It's like,
0: oh yeah. Absolutely. You
1: know, I let my, if my son wants to cry, I'm not gonna be like, why are you crying? I right. Right was no, like, I understand that you're upset and it's okay to be upset, like right. let it out. But right. I think we are so used to being pushed our feelings, um, you know, not to feel basically. Mm-hmm. I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Even like this saying, uh, even when I was like growing up, even playing sports, like don't be a girl,
2: mm. like,
0: I hate that because yeah. it's like, it's like one, you're associating how you feel. And comparing it to a girl, which is like, it's not, not even right? like being sad or, or crying should not be associated as like feminine. Like that's just mm-hmm. a genuine emotion. Um, but that that's so true. And it, even, you know, even growing up, I mean, like, again, nobody talked about like mental health. And I think that's why a lot of people, it, it really is like an inherent skill that you have to develop and, and like keep sharp. Um, as you go on, like one, most people don't even have the awareness that, you know, they might even feel something. Cause they keep like, like we've been talking about distractions or repress it, repress it until like, eventually like you kind of snap <laughs> like, yeah. and, and, you know, good or bad, um, you know, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's a big, that's something I love now, even, even when we've seen like sports nowadays too, I know like Na- Naomi, Naomi Osaka, um, the yeah. tennis player. Like she like withdrew from a tournament because she was having mental health issues, right? Right. Um. Or even Simone Biles, like, same thing, you know. And I think even the the backlash we see from that, from like the general pop, it's like ridiculous because it's yeah. like you can't allow these people to be human and right. even on the biggest stages. Like, if anything, like, yeah, give them a break, you know? Crazy. I
2: know, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree.
0: Um, Absolutely. So uh, I know you had mentioned something you want to bring up, um, in terms of alcohol and weight loss, um, that that was something that popped up recently for you on, on TikTok.
1: Yeah. I got asked about how I thought like this woman was, she's like, can you be, uh, it was a question. in one of the, my videos, she said, I just, um, I really want to know your opinion and I want you to be honest about mm-hmm. how you, what are your thoughts about alcohol? I, I, she didn't, um, even mention weight loss, but since I'm on there as like a nutrition drink weight loss coach. I figured, you know, that's kind of what she was asking. So mm-hmm. um I just responded with I think it's a big problem. Um mm-hmm. and the thing is it's like so many people are afraid of the carbohydrates but they drink a bottle of wine every night. Um right. it's like the it's we we have dysfunction here. And I think a lot of people are blaming other things besides the fact that they're drinking every night, they're drinking on the weekends. And I'm only saying this because I talk to a lot of women that are doing this. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's a problem mm-hmm. um, that we need to address. And I think that stems from the times that we're in. It's really crazy. And
2: yeah.
1: um the only way it's like like another de-stressor. But if you ask mm-hmm. me, it's like pouring gasoline on your anxiety. Right. Um, and yeah. then you know, you know, wondering why they can't lose the weight. Um, mm-hmm. And they're trying so hard, but um they can't I can't give up my three glasses of wine a night, There's, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like, okay, then you need to ask yourself, is it really serving you anymore? Mm-hmm. Um, are you willing, what are you willing to sacrifice to reach your goals? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and especially if you're complaining about, you know, your lack of sleep in your forties and fifties and your hormones and everything like that. Well, alcohol is not making it any better
2: mm-hmm.
1: coming from someone that actually used to blame <laughs> <laughs> everything on my hormones and at right. that time I stopped drinking when I was 42 so mm-hmm. that was like things were weird happening and alcohol just wasn't making me feel good anymore um you know I had the I call it the Belvedere bloat and like my belly was huge <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> the old Belvedere
2: bloat there <laughs>
1: no, but uh you know, it's like, if you just took a look and got honest with yourself, it's like, Mm -hmm. maybe that's not serving you anymore. And I think Mm -hmm. that a lot of people just don't want to admit it. Um,
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and, and I think, you know, for me, I was always, I was always a kid growing up. Like I didn't start, I didn't have my first drink till I was 18. It's only because my mom told me I should before I go to college. So I didn't go crazy. (laughs) Ah. Like she's literally, you should probably drink before you go to school. So like, (laughs) I don't get a phone call saying you're like in the infirmary or something like that. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, for me, alcohol is ne- like, I could, if there's something I could ever give up, it'd be alcohol. Cause like, I'm a big on taste and like, unless yeah. you're giving me like a frozen margarita or something like that, like I don't want anything right. to do with it, but that's so true. And in, in terms of how, you know, you need to, before you, before you think something's inherently wrong with your body, you need to look at what it is that you're doing daily, right? Like your daily activity, um, daily behaviors, and you need to inherently kind of audit that, right? Yeah. For um sure. which is so true. I mean, and and I, I think that's it goes along to kind of like the theme here is is this no bullshit, like, you know, audit your excuses before you start to blame your body.
2: hmm Yeah.
0: Right. Which is which oh, yeah. is is <laughs> incredibly common. Um so what uh so in terms of like this week, I know it's really important for you. What are what are you kind of like feeling um in terms of this week? Like how how does this week sort of reflect on everything?
1: I on my walk today, I got I was like, wow, today was the day that everything changed. And mm-hmm. you know, I just start reflecting back, like I I always try to think never forget where you what happened, like your beginning of um never forget how you felt at Mm -hmm. your
2: bottom. Yeah.
1: Because, you know, I, you never want to lose that because then I feel like it just gives you an excuse to maybe go back there. If you don't remember because things are really good right now. And if I, Mm -hmm. if I stay in this mindset and don't think about how crappy it was before, you Mm -hmm. can kind of like start to idolize that drink again. It's like, well, maybe maybe." it's like, no, never forget Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) how
1: you felt. So. It just got me emotional to because I'm in such a different place right now. I I can never imagine of imagined being here, mm-hmm. um, owning a business, uh, making it through a pandemic without drinking, right? Um, yeah, and being where I am today, like never mm-hmm. in a million years.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely and and again <laughs> a true <laughs> a, a testament to everything you've been through. Um, you know, uh, again theme
2: <laughs> <laughs> Right? theme
0: but uh you you and i and i love that that's great advice because i think you can translate that to any any sort of thing whether it's Mm -hmm. rock bottom with depression or rock bottom with um losing a loved one or anything like that to really help you um like using almost like that negative moment in life and turning that into a positive to help you appreciate the present right
2: yeah
0: which i absolutely love that you do and i think it's really apparent too and in you know, how you coach and how you present yourself that uh, the way you carry yourself is somebody who's been through shit, but is stronger now because of it. Yeah. Which is absolutely amazing. Um, what would you, so in terms of, I, I know you have a lot of people doing the 5k a day, um, and it's bringing a ton of awareness, um, to alcoholism and, and sort of getting clean. Um, what do you hope do you do you hope like that kind of turns into anything um down the line like any event you'd like to run or anything like that
1: yeah i've always wanted to like do some kind of fun like maybe turn it into like a fundraiser because Mm -hmm. right now it's just doing it but i really want to bring more awareness and maybe at some point like I, i don't know i think recovery and um and health and nutrition and just fitness is all related. I think it's super important. And I don't think there's enough support for people recovering, um, to get into like a healthy, you know, routine, or, you know, I think that if a lot of them started exercising, like I did in the beginning, it would help, Mm -hmm. um, help just, you know, the journey. So I don't even know, like, I don't have like a, like a so-called, like a vision, but I just feel like, yeah, They're like, this is just the beginning of it. And Mm -hmm. I just, I want to bring more awareness to it. And hopefully, you know, maybe even have my own like race, um, to Mm. win, you know, like a 5k or something.
0: Yeah. That'd be amazing. And I would love to walk it. (laughs) (laughs) And then last place. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Uh, What would you, what would you kind of say is if there's like, um one message you'd want people to take away from today, what, what would that kind of be?
1: Um, that everything is hard before it is easy.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: think that um, that you have to go through the hard things to get to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. I, and I think a lot of people are so afraid of being uncomfortable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think that's that ties right into how you sort of sign off on every... Instagram post or article you write, um, you you say we can do hard things, yeah,
1: right? Yeah.
0: Where where does that kind of stem from?
1: You know, that's interesting. You asked, uh, well, me and Jordan, well, Jordan saw I did a podcast with him, and he, mm-hmm. at the end, he asked me, "Is there anything you want to say?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "It just came out." I was like, "We can do hard things." Yeah. And that's how it kind of started. And then I didn't realize that Glennon Doyle Melton, um, she says that she actually has a podcast called "We Can Do Our Hard Things." Oh wow! And now she has a children's book called "We Can Do Hard Things," and I was like, "Oh my god, that's so crazy!"
2: Yeah, um,
1: So yeah, I just—I don't know. It just came out. Just I love that. I can do hard things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and again, <laughs> a testament <laughs> to your, your life's journey, right? Um, which is amazing. And, and again, I think um, if you guys don't already follow Beth, um, like she really just, again, no bullshit approach, tells you like it is, uh, science based, um, and you wear your heart on your sleeve, right? Um, yeah. Which, again, some people love, some people hate, but you don't yeah. give a fuck. <laughs>
1: i gotta do you know a lot right. of people yeah you either really love me or you're really like whoa <laughs> Dude, fucking intense
0: <laughs> that's so true oh well, i'm in the love i'm in the love camp
1: <laughs> but you know i'll tell you to fuck off but i'll cry at the drop of a hat right you know what i mean <laughs> you know what i mean
2: <laughs>
0: absolutely I, I do know what you mean firsthand
2: <laughs> oh,
0: that's amazing well i think if I could just keep like complimenting you, I think our time of me coaching you, I think one of the great things about you was that you were always willing to, you were always willing to be coached, right? And, and you're always willing to learn um, and you're mm-hmm. always willing to put yourself outside of your comfort zone, right? Yeah. And it's just been really cool to see your journey over the last few years um, from, you know, the chip on your shoulder from when you started at the gym to mm-hmm. where you are now, um, I think it's really amazing. I think it's, I would read the shit out of that book. <laughs> like, I think it's a really amazing story. Um, so the kind of, you know, before we wrap things up, the, the question I really like to ask people. So the name of my podcast is called these little moments podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and I kind of coined it from the inner circle retreat we had. So you remember like when everybody was just kind of crying and like divulging yeah. it to everything <laughs> really, yeah. it was like a really powerful moment. And, uh, I'm during, during like my little speech I was doing, um, you know, I, I had mentioned that, like, I I don't do fitness to kind of for, you know, the physical reasons, even though it's a benefit, I, I do it for like, you know, that feeling you get when you're, when you're with others and you're helping others. And and like you said, you, you feel good. Um, so, and I said, I really appreciate the, these little moments like in life because um, they kind of add up to the big picture, what, it, what it's all for. So um, with that being said, what is kind of, and I'm sure you can think of a lot, but what is kind of the little moment in your life that you can think of that has really um, brought everything together for you currently? Um, a little
1: moment, I think. I don't, you know what, that's, that's hard. Um, I've building a business during a pandemic and and homeschooling. I think this whole pandemic really uh, put things in perspective. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you, if I could do this, like I could do anything. It's almost like the defining moment where I'm like homeschooling my son on a zoom and trying to write my first article. Mm-hmm. Um, and just chaos, like anxiety from COVID you're stuck at home, you know, it, mm-hmm. it just, and just keeping like, just keep doing, keep doing, even though you have no idea what the outcome is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know where I'm going, but does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, it's absolutely. kind
1: of the defining moment that I can, you can do, you can do anything like I, yeah like I said, as long as you just keep going, even if you don't know what the outcome is going to be.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, again, yeah. Go ahead. You're saying said again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: theme. <laughs> I,
0: I and again you we can do hard things, um, yeah. as Beth. But and I, I love that 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 little moment sticks out to you because out of everything you've been through, right? Everything you've been through from your your friends passing, your dad passing suddenly to going to California to struggling with alcoholism to the, uh, the anniversary of your aha moment today. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then giving up alcohol, um, and being six years clean. And then, you know, and then the the moment that sticks out to you presently is trying to raise a family in the middle of a pandemic, right. And, and trying to run a business that you're doing to help others and, and to help support you and your family. Like, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Um, yeah. So, so where can the people find you miss Beth?
1: Um, you can find me, I guess, Beth Rocco fitness on Instagram and Beth mm-hmm. Rocco fitness on TikTok, mm-hmm. um, and Beth It's my website.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on this Yay, podcast. I really you. appreciate it. Um, so
1: awesome to chat with you.
0: I know <laughs> it's, it's been a little bit, um, <laughs> make sure you guys go follow Beth. Um, like I said, she's super awesome. Wears her heart in the sleeve um and you're always thing i admire too is you're always trying to get better which is (laughs) theme anyways um (laughs) we will see you guys in the next one and uh we'll talk to you soon
1: bye
2: Bye.
0: thank you so much for listening to the episode of these little moments podcast i'm super super grateful big shout out to beth Thank you so, so much for being on the podcast and sharing your story and being so vulnerable and offering some great advice for everyone to hear. If you enjoyed that podcast, please, super, please, please, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcast, because your review can help someone else find this podcast, which can help them. So appreciate you. If you want to work together one-on-one online health and wellness coaching, you can apply for coaching at bodybrian.com slash coaching. And again, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I'll
2: see you in the next episode. Peace out, guys.